Our sermon text this morning comes from Luke chapter 5, starting in verse 12. While he was in one of the cities, there came a man full of leprosy. And when he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and begged him, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. And he charged him to tell no one, but go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing, as Moses commanded for a proof to them. But now even more the report about him went abroad, and great crowds gathered to hear him and to be healed of their infirmities. But he would withdraw to desolate places and pray. We are looking at Luke 5 and thinking again about Jesus um, encountering people. Last week, we talked about Jesus encountering Peter. And Peter uh, was encountered with his work issues and also with worship. And people pressing in on Jesus to hear the word preached. And now this week, Jesus is encountering a man with leprosy. Now, I was thinking about... This idea of cleanliness this week as I was thinking with the kids about soap. And I went and got my car washed. Um, And I love getting my car washed. It's such a great feeling for me to get in the car after somebody else vacuums it, cleans it, and they put the black ice uh, air freshener in there, which I highly recommend. Uh, It's nice and clean. And they armor all the dashboard, and finally I get in there, and it's just nice and clean. Now, how do I know that my car is nice and clean? Because about two hours before, it was really dirty. And I think we all know that feeling as well. Well, this man with leprosy here in Luke chapter 5, we see him go from being really dirty to really clean. And I think we all understand that, that there are times in our lives that we've felt dirty, not just outwardly, but inwardly, in our hearts and our minds, just feeling unacceptable because of guilt, because of shame, because of people making us feel that way, pushing us out. We can all understand what this man felt. And what I want you to see this morning is how Jesus moves toward him, not away from him. But Jesus came for the sick. And it's so obvious here as Jesus moves toward a man that is unclean, a man who didn't fit in. Jesus loves to clean us, accept us, forgive us, make us righteous, make us holy and pure. And so this is what I want you to see from this passage this morning, is this man coming to Jesus, the healing he receives from Jesus, and then obeying Jesus. The three points for our sermon this morning. 
First of all, notice this man coming to Jesus and be reminded again in Luke 5, what we looked at last week, that Peter came to Jesus and in verse 8 of Luke 5, Peter fell down before Jesus. Same with this guy. This man full of leprosy comes to Jesus and he falls down and he begins begging Jesus for healing. Dr. Luke points out to us that this guy is a leper, but it wasn't just a a slight case of leprosy. This guy's in really bad shape and Dr. Luke points us to that when he says that this man was full of leprosy. He didn't just wake up one morning with a rash. This has been happening to him. He's had this disease for years. He's in really bad shape. If you don't know what leprosy is, it's, it's a common thing that happens, but it's not something that we experience much in the United States, but still worldwide, leprosy is, is aff- afflicting people majorly. It's a dreaded disease which mutilates, it causes horrible disfigurement, and is believed to be highly contagious. There's still people today that are receiving this diagnosis. One website said every two minutes, one more person is diagnosed with leprosy. Millions are also undiagnosed each year because they don't want the stigma of being a leper. I got a slide for us this morning that I want you guys to see. And if Mark, you would pop that up for us to see this person, this lady, a modern day person with leprosy. Notice her skin. Notice her eyes. Notice her hand that she's lost fingers. You would understand why if someone saw her or like this man that they would think, I need to get away. They're contagious. I don't want to look like this. Imagine how this guy felt And again, Dr. Luke tells us that he was full of leprosy. It was deep within him. But look at how this man comes to Jesus. He comes to Jesus and falls down before him. He comes to Jesus and begs Jesus to help him. This man comes to Jesus desperate. He he knows he needs help. He comes to Jesus and says, I really need you. (laughs) I was thinking about it this week of how I pray. And there are times in my prayers that I'll pray and I'll think, that feels selfish or that feels like a bad motive for me to be praying from. But when I get desperate... Like when my youngest boy was in the hospital about to have heart surgery, I wasn't checking my motives much. I was praying. I was asking God to help me, to heal my son. This is the way this guy comes. Desperate, in need. He's begging Jesus It's such a good example of us when we pray to say, are we coming to Jesus desperate? Are we coming to Jesus real? 
Are we so concerned with ourselves? Also notice the way that this man speaks to Jesus. He falls down, he begs, and at the end of verse 12, he says, Lord. So he comes with surrender. He comes and saying, Lord, and he said, if you will, you can make me clean. Notice that he's saying, Jesus, you are pure. Jesus, you are powerful. I know you can do this. But this is your decision. If you want to, you can do it, but you don't have to. Because you're the Lord. R.C. Sproul said about this, as badly mangled as this man's health was, his theology was sound. He was correct in his assessment that Jesus could make him clean. Again, the guy doesn't come to Jesus and say, if you heal me, I'll believe in you. If you'll do this for me, I'll do this for you. No. He comes desperate. He comes surrendered. He comes believing and declaring. You're the pure one. You're the powerful one. He comes humbly asking. And he comes to Jesus. I hope you'll see through these encounters with Jesus is that people are coming to him and saying, you're the Lord. People are coming to him and falling down. People are coming to him because they know that he really can do something. And it's such a great example for us to learn how to pray. To come desperate, to come asking, to come surrender, to come to say, you can do this if you choose to do this. I think it's an important question for us all to ask ourselves this morning. How are we coming to Jesus? How are we praying? Are we praying desperately? Are we praying desperately for ourselves and our own needs and our sin and the, and the places that are keeping us from God? Are we praying for our friends and family with desperation? Are we bringing our real heart to Jesus like this? I think for some of us, we may say, well, Jesus has never answered a couple of prayers that I've prayed. And my question to you and to me is, are we desperate enough? Have we come to him in a real way to ask him for help? There's some of us here this morning that might say, I've never done this. I've never come to Jesus like that. I've, I've never really said, I have no other hope or help but you. And I want to encourage you to do that. And the good news for you, if you've never done this, is you can see Jesus work in you. You can see him work in very real ways when you come to him desperate. Some of us have said, yeah, I, I've come to Jesus before desperate. I've come and begged and asked. And I saw his power. I saw his purity. But it's been a long time. Because I kind of feel bad about asking these things. kind of feel selfish. It kind of feels like I'm, I'm just worried about me. I encourage you, come to him. Come to him desperate again. 
and ask him to do this. And know that he receives you as you are, whether it's physical healing, emotional healing, healing from sin, healing from the past, healing in a relationship, in your job, or just deeply within your heart. Did you feel far from him? Come to him with that desperation and watch Jesus work. He loves it when we come to him. He loves it when we surrender to him. And he loves to heal. So first, notice the way the man comes to Jesus. Secondly, notice the healing that comes from Jesus. Look at verse 13. And look at what Jesus does after this man prays and asks him for help. Verse 13 says, And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched the man, saying, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him. First of all, just notice that Jesus physically touches this man. Jesus' hand on this man's arm. He touches him. His skin on this man's skin. This man was unclean. This man had probably not been physically touched in years. In fact, most people were saying, get away from me. <laughs> when this man would come up to other people, he was required by law to declare, unclean, unclean. And Jesus touched him. Jesus didn't stay away. <laughs> Jesus didn't say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to heal this guy from a distance. In fact, Jesus took a social risk to heal him. You can imagine the disciples standing in the background going, no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't touch him. You know what we're going to have to do now? Jesus didn't care. Jesus was willing to cross those social barriers. Jesus was willing to take the risk. And Jesus healed him. Again, it's so easy for us to think about this man being unclean and Jesus being clean and him thinking, now Jesus is going to be, become unclean, right? Isn't his dirt, isn't his sin, isn't this disease stronger than the holiness and power of Jesus? No. Jesus makes things clean. You can't make him unclean. When dirty things come to the Holy One, things become holy and clean. I think we often come to Jesus like this. We think, if I bring my dirty to him, I'm going to make him dirty. No way. In fact, he became dirty for us so that we might become clean. But just notice that both of these men, Jesus and this man with leprosy, walk away clean. Both of them. Jesus was willing to do this. 
He was willing to touch him. He was willing to take this risk. But I think often for us, we just wonder if he's willing to move toward us like this. When we are struggling with real sin, you know that one. <laughs> that sin that just makes you feel dirty. The one that you do and you think, this again? How many times is this going to happen? When you move toward Jesus, and more than that, he moves toward you. He makes you clean. Jesus is the one that we can know will move toward us in the midst of our dirty. He says very clearly, I came for the sick. I came for those who need help. And so you can move toward him like this. Again, just as he said to this man, I will. I choose to make you clean. If you're in Christ this morning, this is exactly what he does. He says, I choose to make you clean. We're going to come to the Lord's table. We're going to confess our sins. We're going to confess our dirty. And what's he going to do? Again, remind us through communion with each other, through communion with him, as we taste and, and see of his goodness. You're clean. Bring your dirt to me. It doesn't matter how much it is. I have the power and the purity to cleanse you. And so, see this, that this man comes to Jesus desperate. He begs him, and then Jesus touches him and takes all of his leprosy away. And so the picture that we just saw of this lady with, with her skin disease, then imagine, and if you guys could pop that up again, Mark, just imagine her son, I think it is in this slide, next to her. That's what, she, that's what this man looks like now. And he's maybe never experienced that. He's maybe never experienced healing and having his life back. When people see him now, they see him different. Because he is different. Because he's been with Jesus. And he came to Jesus, and Jesus truly healed him. So you can think, what's this guy feeling now? What's he experiencing now? He's, he's saying, Jesus, what do you want me to do? You'll, you'll see this as people encounter Jesus through the Gospels. Their first question is Jesus is, now what? Like, what do you want me to do? Same with this guy. Healed, cleansed. And Jesus is very clear with him. Look at verse 14. As Jesus calls this man to obedience. And Jesus charged him to tell no one. But now go and show yourself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing as Moses commanded for a, for a proof to them. What does Jesus tell this man to do after his cleansing? He tells him to go back to church. Now whether this man has been in the people of God in the covenant family or not, we don't know exactly. Exactly. 
So he may be going back, but he may be going for the very first time to go back to church. And Jesus also tells him to give to the church. Make an offering, bring an offering. And this was part of his cleansing process. And if you look at Leviticus verse four, or chapter 14, there's a whole ceremony that, the, that people would go through when they were cleansed from leprosy. And they were invited back into the community of the covenant community of God. The priest would have to do a lot of things. Uh, and I'm not going to read through all of it this morning. But if you want to go back and look at Leviticus 14, the whole chapter is about someone coming back into the community after they had been cleansed of leprosy. I do, however, want to point out a couple of verses here in Leviticus 14. And if, again, Mark, if you could pop that up for us. This is verse 12 of Leviticus 14, and this is the extensive process of a leper being restored. But look at this. And the priest shall take one of the male lambs and offer it for a guilt offering, along with a log of oil, and wave them for a wave offering before the Lord. And then to verse 13. And the priest shall kill the lamb in the place where they kill the sin offering and burnt offering in the place of the sanctuary for the guilt offering, like the sin offering, belongs to the priest. It is most holy. What do you think this lamb is pointing to in Leviticus 14? What's the lamb that was going to be killed in order to make lepers pure? Who is this lamb? Leviticus 14 is pointing us to Jesus. Because there was only one who was willing to lay his life down for dirty lepers. There was only one who was willing to be sacrificed to make others clean. And there's only one this morning that is worthy of your worship and it's Jesus you see Jesus told him to go back to church because he knew that he knew that's where he would continue to hear about Jesus because those of us who have been cleansed those of us who have gone through hard stuff and we've seen Jesus change us what do we do what's the temptation to fall right back into it Whatever our dirt was, we've been cleansed of, it's easy just to go right back to it. Jesus is saying to this man, don't do that. Go back into a community. Go back into people that are going to tell you, again, you're clean. Because of course he was going to wrestle through that. We need each other. <laughs> We need the church. And also Jesus said, bring an offering. We need to serve. We need to give. We need to continue to build each other up. And as we're going to have members come up this morning, new members to our church family, they're going to make a commitment, a vow, to the best of their ability to serve for the good of the worship and work of the church. That's all of us. 
We need each other and we need the church of Jesus to remind us over and over and over that we can bring our dirt to him and be cleansed. And in fact, this is who we are. This 1 Corinthians 1, when Paul is writing, calls the church the sanctified saints. That's who we are. And so this morning, wherever you are and whatever your dirt is, whatever's been chasing you and you feel like you just can't shake it, come to Jesus and come desperate. Come come and beg. Come to him as the Lord. Also, come and be healed and changed and experience his purity and his power through his forgiveness and his love for you. And come to his church. Be a part. Engage here. To the best of your ability to serve for the worship and work of the church of Jesus so that we can all see this healing process happen as we, the people of the redeemed God, the one who brings redemption, can enjoy this together. So let's come to Jesus and let's experience him and engage him and be encouraged by his work. Let me pray. Jesus, thank you this morning that your word is true and good and powerful. And we do pray that you would speak to us. I pray for those who are struggling with sin, that sin just feels like it's weighing them down. Lord, I pray for forgiveness and I pray for repentance. And I pray, Father, that that you would bring relief. I pray for healing and cleansing. Thank you, Lord God, that you love us and thank you that you invite us to come and there's good news for us in the gospel. Help us as we continue to worship. We pray that we would honor and glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen.